Blog Talk Radio. www.110nationsportsradionetwork.com You guys catch the shows, the videos, the blogs, the show schedules, everything, and the links to all the different platforms, iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, or um, Amazon, the list goes on and on and on, over there at www.110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Follow us on or like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation. Follow us on uh, Twitter, at 110 Nation. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. First things first, tonight, um, I had an opportunity. Well, I say it, I had an opportunity, but I usually go almost every Friday night, uh, at the home games anyway, uh, to go watch my former um, high school.
school football team. Um, when I went to high school, our football team actually had the the uh, biggest offensive line. Our excuse me, the average weight of our offensive offense offensive line was three hundred five pounds. Um, we were mm. pretty big, pretty big deal. Um, they've won a few state championships since then. Um, have been runner up a few times. Then there was some. There was some fraud or conspiracy or funny business, whatever. I guess coach was helping helping pay basically families to move into our city to come play football with us. Um, so they switched coach about four years ago, and we have been crap since. Uh, this year we've been decent. Um, I'm glad that we got the discipline under control. Uh, it kind of showed, reared its ugly head a little bit on last Friday as part of the reason or the main reason we lost that football game. Uh, but uh, Friday Night Lights is a big deal to me. Um, Friday Night Football, high school football, even though I don't have any kids that play on this team or any high school football team right now at this point, um, and nor did I play high school football. I played third, fourth, fifth grade, and I, I think it was one of the year I played, and I played other sports. Um, I like the atmosphere. I like seeing mm-hmm. the young talent. I like I, – I just – I like watching football on Friday night uh, and be able to go to it. I like sitting and watching my Buckeyes on Saturday. And except for last weekend, that was horrible. We'll talk about that later. I like watching my Browns on Sunday. Um, are you a Friday night-like kind of guy? Like, do you go to any high school football games? Um, is it anything that you desire, want? Um, or is it just something that you could care less? And I, I know it's a little bit different because – I know the 20 years that I lived in North Carolina, I don't think any of the teams in that area was really any good. Um, I think there might have been a year that E.E. Smith might have been pretty good. I don't think Terry Stanford was ever any good. I know Western Hornets always sucked. Um, So I know it's a little bit different. And that that way it's more of, I would say, more NASCAR and basketball because of Duke and UNC versus, even though you got the mm-hmm. Panthers, it's not a huge football state. It's a football. There's a lot of football. It's just not huge. It's not like Ohio yeah. or Florida and Texas. Um, are you a Friday night light kind of person? Uh, I go here and I go here and there, uh, but it's not it's not a real big concern to me. But and then like seeing uh, kids, you know, do their thing on a high school football field. Yeah, um, I love to have an opportunity. I love knowing what what we're looking at, possibly potentially going through Ohio State. Um, like Braxton Miller, um, I was unfortunately not back in Ohio when he played for our football team. Of course, he went on to Ohio State, did pretty good at Ohio State, didn't really have much of an NFL career. I think he's actually back at Ohio State now, um, part of the recruiting and stuff. I know either last year or the year before, I seen him at some of our games. Um, one of them, I think, was in Columbus. I think it was Columbus. I forget where we traveled to. It was like an hour or so away. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy seeing it. I enjoy and, and another part of it is I like seeing the development. Like sitting here watching it, you get to realize how many different people have either impacted lives and taught these kids things or how much these kids either really didn't care or wasn't really taught. So it's interesting to sit here and watch who was brought up through coaches that show discipline and 
fundamentals and stuff like that, and then it's it just disheartening. Sometimes you watch other players, and it's like you wonder, did y'all just randomly pick people on the sideline to come join you guys to get none of the players in a pick-me-up game or something? Uh, but, yes, I am. I'm huge. I'm a huge fry. I love this time of year. I love being out there on a cool Friday night. Um, we pay a little extra, get the seats with the backs on it, um, especially at our older age. It's hard to sit there with no back on the seat. Um, but enjoy, enjoy uh, tremendously going to Friday night light games. Um, and speaking and staying kind of in the football atmosphere um, for a little bit, um, did you see Notre Dame's quarterback? Did you watch that Notre Dame uh, Duke uh, game or see the highlights? Yeah, yeah, I saw a little bit of it. I just saw it. Yeah. Did you see the uh, after the game yeah, with the Notre Dame yeah, quarterback? Was, uh, yep, yep, that was great sportsmanship for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't like Notre Dame. I'm glad Ohio State beat them. Um, even though their coach is from my high school, and I believe he also worked um, um, Marcus Freeman or whatever his name is. I think it's Marcus Freeman. I think he also coached or went to Ohio State as well, but he was from, he was, went to our high school. Um, I'm just not a fan of Notre Dame. I, I, I don't like how they kind of weasel their way in. I'm not being really part of a conference, but they be able to get in the playoffs, even though your strength of schedule is most of the time garbage. Now, the last couple of years they had played a little bit better team, but playoffs, they're, they're never any good. Um, I'm just not a, I don't know. I've just never been a fan of Notre Dame. Uh, but I will say that was probably and will probably be for the entire season the most class act gesture that we'll probably see all year. And for those that don't know, the Duke player got hurt. I don't know how late in the game or if it was the last play of the game. I don't I didn't catch all the highlights. Um but after the game, the quarterback from Notre Dame stood outside the uh, medic tent while everybody was off the field. There was hardly anybody left out there and waited until the Duke quarterback came out and checked up on him and make sure he was all right. Um, you don't see that. I Part of me has big emotions because I'm also that type, though, Mario, that if we're playing football on the field and you're laying on the ground and you're on the opposite team, I'm not giving you a hand to get up. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I know that's no, I'm not a that sense type. of sportsmanship, but no, I'm not. You get your own butt up. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. helping another player, another team's player get up off the ground. No. Um, so, no. I know it's not to say, but part of me has that, you know, you know that's that's like the enemy, and you're, you, it's not a life or death injury. You just hurt his foot. Um, and what are you doing? But at the same time, it, it showed a lot of class. It showed a lot of maturity. Um, so in, in these days, you don't get to see a lot of that. So I was glad we got to see that. Um, have you uh, seen um, the Kelsey? I don't know if it's both the Kelseys or – the brother of Kelsey, I can't remember his first name, if it's his podcast and Travis just happens to be on it often. Um, have you seen – I have not seen an actual full, but I see a bunch of clips that come through my feed a lot, especially after I watched the first one. Have you seen any of the clips from the uh, podcast that the Kelsey's are on? Uh, no, I, I sure haven't. Like you said, I've seen clips as well here and there. But as far as uh, sitting there watching watching a full one, I haven't seen one yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to catch an actual full. I'm sure if I actually took the time to look. Um, it's just been a hectic, and then I leave Friday to head down to Gatlinburg and gone for the weekend, so it's just been a hectic week, um, and it's going to be the rest of this week. But uh, 
I tell you what's very, very entertaining for those that, and, and I'm not one to promote, usually promote a bunch of other people's podcasts. Uh, not that there's not billions of people out there to listen to all of us, but if you get a chance to listen, for those that listen, have never listened to any clips or any of their shows or listened to a show, I highly suggest sitting down. I am not a Kelsey fan. Neither one of them. I don't like the – well, everybody knows the listen to the show. I hate 31 teams. The Browns, teams are only, the Browns are the only team I don't hate. Just hate some teams worse than others. Uh, Philadelphia and the Chiefs are teams that are kind of higher on my list of hatred. Um, but those two are very entertaining to watch. Uh, between the whole Taylor Swift situation, um, Kelsey's – their mom was on there. Um, just a skit I watched with that, her talking about uh, – the, the the Kelsey from Philadelphia asked if uh, asked the mom it would you upset or sad that you didn't have a girl you're like no but she uh, but he is a fashionist and is a dancer and they were doing different clips of him in fashion and doing his dance after uh, touchdowns and stuff uh, just very entertaining so you guys get an opportunity and you want some good entertaining podcast funny talk um, some of the stuff they talk inside stuff. Um, they were taking questions from Swifty fans, um, talking about what are downs, what, is, what does it mean by you drop the ball, and stupid stuff that obviously Taylor Swift fans have never watched football, or I'm not going to think none of them, but most of them probably have never watched actual football. Uh, just to watch them read off questions that were sent into them was uh, very entertaining. So if you guys get an opportunity, make sure you guys check that out. Um, CJ, Sproud, uh, CJ, CJ Stroud, I'll tell you what, um, I was not high on him. I forget where I actually was going to draft him or um, had him on my draft sheet. I don't even know if this is the notebook I wrote, and I have a whole freaking notebook of stuff. Um, I know I had my concerns, especially with the throwing. Um, it's kind of a delayed release and everything else. But I tell you what, C.J. Stroud is definitely uh, doing his thing. Um, this season, um, I think he's what the first player, fourth player. Oh, I'm pulling it up. I can't remember what the exact stat was. Um, that's insane about C.J. Stroud, other than the fact that he's thrown for over 600 yards. He has um, six touchdowns, no interceptions. There we go. Um, through four career games, NFL history, um, he's actually got the second most passing yards. Um, and he's the only one on the top five list that doesn't have an interception. Uh, so he's the only player to have over over 600 yards, four touch or six touchdowns, and no interceptions. Um, it's it's insane what C.J. Stroud is doing, especially since and you don't think about it. He's got 1,212 yards right now. You don't think about it because Houston is not that good. There's yeah. not a lot of there's not a lot of fash, uh a lot of uh flashiness, I guess the word I'm looking for. Not a lot of hype, not a lot of a lot of things. It's just kind of a quiet team, kinda of middle of the pack, kinda of doing their mm-hmm. thing. Um winning the game here, losing the game there, nothing really impressive, but CJ Stroud though. Looks like he's on a whole different level there, Mario. Oh yeah, yes he is. Like you said, the stats are very, uh, very good to have. You know, Demar, Demar for the record book, so ain't nothing like being in records, you know. But he's definitely, he's definitely balling. Uh, 
And now the big word around Carolina is that uh, we took the wrong pick. You know what I mean? So uh, I can definitely, I can definitely give him credit. He was, he was definitely high on the list, but uh, he definitely I, is balling. I don't know if I am, don't, and don't get this twisted or anything. I, I, I don't think uh, I was not high on Bryce Young either. I don't know, still at this point, that I feel that um, Carolina, I, I guess, necessarily picked the wrong, especially out of them two. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, stat-wise, CJ so far has got you, – you got four games. You have to talk about they played um, – they played uh, – Indianapolis, I, pull, I, I was thinking Indianapolis, and I just pulled them up, and it made me totally forget where I was actually, uh, who I was actually looking up for their schedule. But I, you got to think about it. They played Baltimore tough appointment, but they played Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and Pittsburgh. I, I, I wouldn't sit there at this point and brag about three of those four matches, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and Indianapolis. That Baltimore game, um, that obviously is a tough opponent, but the other three, uh, you're talking that right now they those three other games are kind of middle of the pack teams, so uh, I don't know. But uh, kind of impressed with C.J. Stroud um, being a Buckeye. I'm glad to see him succeed. We don't get a lot of quarterbacks, or really any quarterback, ever come out of Ohio State and actually move on and continue on in the NFL and actually have a good career. Um, do you see that they uh, – Released, quote unquote, the Madden Twenty Five cover. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw that on. Uh, I saw that. It was, it was definitely. Uh, you know, there definitely is a lot of buzz. You know, with with the Swifties, with what's going on in Kansas City. You know, it's, it's, def, it's definitely good for the NFL for sure. I tell you what, uh, for those that don't know, what we're talking about they they have out floating around a Madden Twenty Five. The new cover, and it has Taylor Swift with her little heart symbol with her hands on there is what we're joking about. Uh, we, we we discussed last week, we thought the over and under would probably be two, that we would see her at two more games this year and then maybe uh, playoff games, and there she goes and shows up to the very next game. So I think we're going to blow the two games out the water. Uh, it is crazy yeah. to me still at this point what the swift effect has done i mean that's all they talk about the attendance the jersey sales everything that continues on after two weeks just for some artists that i don't even know if she's ever watched a football game before this whole travis kelsey thing um, and obviously, from the questions and everything that I've seen, her fans don't watch football. Uh, so it's crazy to me to see the effects, to see what this whole, I don't even know if they're actually even dating at this point, if they're ever going to date, but how this whole thing has evolved into this whole movement and how this – I, I you gotta just imagine being in Roger Goodell's shoes of like just kicking his foot back, like, man, look at this attendance. Like, look at the like man, if I known this, I'd have put them two together a long time ago. <laughs> um it's, no, it's, no, it's no, insane. No. 
it's insane the the the, the ratings the, like i said the ticket sales the jersey sales even just seeing them and i know i can only imagine i can only imagine what their podcast ratings and numbers got to be like because mm-hmm. if the Swifties are sitting in questions to be discussed on the show, that means you know the millions and millions. Yes, I, I'm a mm-hmm. former rock fan there. Uh, got to be tuning in and listening, especially if they want to hear their question asked on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yes, sir. You know we you know we went on the air twenty two minutes ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, gotcha. Alright, James get ready to call in. He called me, he wanted a pregame. Uh before before he came on, he was like, Real quick, I want to discuss some things before we get on. I said you do realize we went live twenty two minutes ago, right? <laughs> She's like, Well yeah. I'm gonna up and call in real quick, so um, we got Jake on this. We can switch to the NBA in here one second. Um, but, yeah, this whole uh-huh. Kelsey effect is, is, is something something else. Um, we're getting ready to get Jay Spearman in here. We're going to talk some NBA for the next 20 or so minutes. Um, and then we'll switch over to the NFL. We're going to talk um, week four. As I went 11-5, and five, Mario went 10-6. and six. Uh, Yeah. Um, so I got me one more game. A breathing room. I'm up three games, 40 and 24. Uh, Mario is 37 and 27. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about last week's uh, games, recap that a little bit, and then we will jump into our week five picks. But we got Jay in the studio, so let me go ahead and plug him on him here. Jay, how you been? How's it going? It's going, brother. I'm so sorry. I, I, I missed that, that first 20 minutes, man. Is that Mario on the other line? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're here. I'm here with you. What's up, buddy? <laughs> How you doing, man? I can't complain, man. Just another day, another dollar on my side of the woods. How about you? All right. Well, nothing much, man. Live from the fair tonight. As you should, man. As you should. All right, we got a handful of topics I want to get in before we get you out. Uh, for those that didn't catch early in the beginning of the show, we got Jay coming on for about 20 or so minutes. Talk to the NBA real quick. We ain't talked to the NBA in a few weeks with the NFL going on. Um, Jay, I'll get up with you later after the show. Uh, maybe every few weeks we can get you a 20, 20 or so minute spot so we can cover things going on in the offseason, get ready for this NBA season rolled around the corner because it's going to be here before we know it. Um, first things first, Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. What's your thoughts? Did you like it? Was you just as surprised as it looks like everybody in the NBA was, um, except for maybe the Bucks themselves? Um, what's your thoughts on the, uh, Damian Lillard, Lillard going to the Milwaukee Bucks? Does that change things for you? Um, do they? I, I know Vegas it made the Bucks go instantly to be in favorites over Denver. Um, does that change your opinions on the Bucks? Um, I know we went from championship to early exit to adding another piece. Which thoughts? Well, you know what? Here's the funny thing. My predictions are typically like 50-50 with situations like this, right? If you remember last year's playoffs, I was accurate about some things, and then I was way off about some things. I will say this, though. Um, if we're talking about championship contenders, um, it all depends on what type of, you know, like Damian Lillard we're going to get. 
Um, if we're going to get lashes at Damian Lillard, it's very difficult not to call them a title favorite just based off the fact that he was statistically he's had one of the best scoring uh, um, seasons in his career. I mean, you're talking about 71 points in a game. You're talking about, you know, like, like dang time Damian Lillard. Um, and you pair that with Giannis, and you have, in my personal opinion, the best pick and roll that you've seen. Most people say Kobe and Shaq. I'm going to take it a little bit step further, and I'm going to say this is the best pick and roll that you've seen since the Utah Jazz of the 90s with uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone just because it mm-hmm. opens up so many lanes for Giannis just to operate and just bulldoze like the opposing team on that offensive end. Now, I will say this. They will be lacking a little bit on the defensive side, and that's just with losing through Holiday. I think we all know that. But I think that mm-hmm. it's all made up for if you start talking close games in the fourth quarter, there's nobody outside of Steph Curry that I want the ball in the hands of outside of Damian Lillard. So it's put up a shut-up time, really, for both Dame and Giannis. If they don't win a championship in these next two seasons, then quite frankly, they only have themselves to blame. Um, yeah. My, th- my other thoughts, we talked a little bit about last week. My other thoughts on that to add to that. One, I think this will help extend Damien's career because um, now he's got some help. He's got some other superstars. He is not – the whole team's not dependent him to carry them. Um, I think it also helps Giannis. It takes some pressure off of him, um, gives you another – ball handler, gives you another uh, score. Um, it kind of, I think if Damien stays there long enough, I think it will help extend the life of Giannis as well. Um, I like the move, and it also helps Middleton, so now you've got three serious threats. Uh, defensively, I agree. Mario, your thoughts before we transition over to the Drew Holiday move? Uh, I like it a lot. It is going to be an a excellent pick-and-roll game and a lot of open shooters. And especially with Lopez, uh, it's definitely going to be a good team. But on defense, it will be lacking. But uh, they should do something this year. Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics. Um, I know there were some questions going into this offseason and what the Celtics need to do, what pieces they needed to add, what pieces they need to move. I know there's been some moves. There's no longer Marcus Smart out there. I know there's a couple other pieces that have been shifted around. Um, obviously, defensively, this helps the Celtics. Um, offensively, um, I don't know you have some, you got some serious threats over there. I think this helps because um, I think we all feel um, not Jason Tatum. I'm drawing a blank. The other dude on the team, um, number seven, throw his name out there. One of you Brown. two, real quick. Brown. Yeah, Brown. Um, Brown. I, I think Jane that helps because his his inconsistency. I think that will help maybe match that a little better because it's not just them two doing all your scoring at this point since you lost some players. But I think this helps kind of match that and kind of take some pressure off, especially the days when Brown's having um, a bad a bad night. It takes some of that pressure off Jason Tatum. It takes some pressure off Brown and not worrying about, okay, I'm only getting 15 points tonight. It's just not on because then you got Holiday to kind of pick up the slack and to be there de- defensively. Um, obviously a good piece for the Celtics. I think it's going to make things interesting out east with the Celtics as well. Jay, your thoughts? So, you know what? Here's the funny thing about uh, Boston that nobody, no sports team, I'm sorry, no sports um, like podcast, whatever, really mentions. 
And that's just going to be their defensive prowess. And you got to remember this. You got one of the best defensive uh, point guards in the uh, game, Andrew Holiday. Last year he averaged 1.2 steals a game, 7.4 assists. But you also got to remember you got Chris Tepperzingis right there in the, um, like in the, in the paint. Um, this is a seven-footer. He's bona fide. He's proven that he can be a defensive threat. Yes, you know, they did uh, lose a lot of defense when losing uh, Grant Williams, you know, and their other guy that they ended up sending over to Boston. But you still got Al Horford. You still got Jason Tatum. You still got Derek White. And then I, this is coming from a Detroit guy, I'm going to bring out a name that nobody mentions and he's so forgotten about just because he's one of those 12, 13 men on the bench, but he does have a lot of defensive potential. And that's only if you're a Detroit Pistons fan. And that's me, uh, Mikhailu. Probably never heard of him. I know. But he's playing with them as well, and he brings a lot of defensive uh, prowess on that small four position. So this is a team that, quite frankly, is going to be very underrated on the defensive end, especially in the playoffs, considering the division that they're in. I see them going a long way just off of that alone. Don't be surprised if you see Eastern Conference Finals, and this is going to sound a little bit corny, but I'm really kind of predicting this one right now. You like to see Eastern Conference Finals featuring Milwaukee and Boston. Boston. Yeah. I can definitely that see sounds, that before I get your get your thoughts real quick, Mario. How about when we talk about the Boston Celtics and the pros, we not throw out 90-year-old Al Horford. Um, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, it seemed like you've been around forever. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> Mario, any uh, thoughts? Because I don't think that had happened last week's show, so that's kind of fresh for us as well. Yeah, it, it definitely is a good pickup, you know, especially after losing uh, Smart. But uh, Holiday, he, he he definitely going to help out on the offensive side and most importantly on the defensive side, just like Jay said. But uh, we got to see. You know, it, it looks good, it sounds good, but it always uh, it's always something when it comes to Boston within Tatum and Brown. You know what I mean? We got to see how how they're going to still get this thing right and uh, get a championship to Boston. Now, I, I don't want to cut you off, uh, I'll it. Jason. I didn't want to cut you off, but you know, I was I was waiting for somebody to say something about Jalen Brown. And you know what, Mario, you're right. The guy's inconsistent. He doesn't have a left hand. Like, you know, it's, it's just not his mm-hmm. time. But you put the ball in the hands of Jason Tatum and you got buckets. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. I wouldn't doubt that cat, man. <laughs> um, Jimmy Butler. Seems like he's not happy about all this. Uh, y'all seen the press, the press conference, the media, the whatever he had going on. With <laughs> y'all see that stuff? Yeah, yeah, I saw. I saw. An emo or whatever. <laughs> uh, what you, oh my lord! What's your guys' thoughts about Jimmy Butler? Um, and what's going on there, Mario? You're you're you you first this round. What's your thoughts on Jimmy Butler? That conference. Um, I feel he has a right to be mad. Like I, I think everybody thought he was going to Miami. I think Jimmy Butler was led to believe that uh, Lillard was going to make his way to Miami, and instead, Miami's pretty much the same thing, and don't have Lillard. And I think yeah. Butler's a little aggravated about this. So, uh, your thoughts on the move? Uh, what we saw out of Butler, um, and I, I, I don't know what to call what we saw. I, I don't want to say 
it was a rebellion. It just looked like he hadn't done up his hair because usually, usually Butler when he's on court is pretty much on point with uh, what he looks. Yeah. And it it looked like he was like maybe in between hairdos and just kind of I don't know flat ironed it out, and that was the end of it. I don't I don't know how to describe this. Yeah. But uh, as far as far as the doing a press conference, you know, as far as it looks, you know, it's not. You know, I'm not here to judge, but it's not my kind of. Kind of personality wise, you understand what I'm saying? But like I say, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not here to judge. You wouldn't catch me wearing or doing anything like that. But you know what I mean, to each his own. But as far as on the court and, and how he feels about about Lillard, you know it's it's kinda Miami, they kinda really do need him because, you know, Miami's just gonna be stuck in the same type of Miami situation. You understand what I'm saying? They they, they draft good, they do a lot of good things, but I, w- I would have been upset too, but as far as uh, the look, it's not my type of look. <laughs> Jack, yep. So, um, Jason, <laughs> and I don't, I don't know about you, Mario, but uh, Jason, I know you're an old school cat, man. So you remember yep. an old band called Panic at the Disco? Yeah. All right, man. So every time I look at Jimmy Butler, it immediately <laughs> has me thinking of a song. I write sins, not tragedies. Where it's like, you know, I chimed in. Haven't you people ever heard of that? <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm happy he changed his hair back to his original style. I can say that because there's just no way that, and, and I mean no way that I could take Jimmy Bucket series, dropping 50 on somebody, uh, moving a bang out his left eye. I just can't do it. <laughs> but you know what? You hit the nail on the head, uh, Mario, when, you know, you talk about just him being upset when I get dang. Um, quite frankly, he also didn't get Drew. So, you know, you know, if there's ever a loser, like, in this offseason, that's a recent memory, I guess it will be Miami because you got to think about it. They mm-hmm. lost Gabe Vincent. They lost Matt Stress. They lost yeah. out on Drew Holiday. They lost out on Dane. Um, hopefully Tyler Hero comes back, um, um, like, at 100%. Hopefully Bam comes like Hopefully Bam is, like, ready for the next season. But um, you're also talking about a Miami team that, quite frankly, wasn't even supposed to make the playoffs last year. People forget that part. Mm-hmm. And, quite frankly, it was almost a win away from not even making it in uh, making the uh, play-in tournament. So that's, you're not, that's not write them off just yet. You just never know. I was actually talking to a couple of my guys, um, you know, a uh, big shout out to my guy, Khalil, my guy, James. I know they're listening on the podcast as well, but I, I was actually just having a conversation with those guys. And one thing I mentioned prior to last year's playoff, did anybody know who Gabe Benson was? No. Did anybody oh, know who yeah, Matt Strauss was? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So for some odd reason, Pat Riley pulls it out of his you-know-what and makes mm-hmm. it happen. So I'm not going to yeah. write them off yet. Give me about 60, 70 games into the season before I say Miami is just washed. <laughs> all right. Let's just get through all 82 and make it up. You know, honestly, honestly, I forgot how long his hair was when I first saw it. I thought this was kind of a protest. I honestly at first thought he had a wig on. I thought he was just pissed, <laughs> trying to protest and just kind of show his butt at media because he was mad. And then, I, you know what, he does. I, I forget that he braids all that and has all that going on. Um, so I, I forget that stuff and didn't realize. But, yeah, I thought it was a whole wig at first. I was like, this dude up here mad, showing his butt. Like, 
I get it. You wanted them. It would be a great addition. It probably put you as favorites as you and your seven undrafted players last year did the unthinkable things, <laughs> and this would help you continue building. And now you have a year already under your belt with these undrafted players. Now the chemistry and everything you get to continue to build, an offseason to uh, build and get ready for the next season. And you didn't get the piece. And honestly, when I first saw the picture without thinking and going into any research or even thinking about anything, I was like, this dude showed up, put a wig on, got I'm I'm emo on him, and is just showing his butt for you. So, uh, yeah. With the lip ring, Jason. With the lip ring. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Um, There was another stuff. Oh. Derrick Rose. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Uh, so when they brought uh, Derrick Rose in, um, Derrick Rose went ahead and sat down and talked to uh, Jay Morant. Jay Morant. Morant. Yeah. Jay Morant. And pretty much told him, I'm not your babysitter. And I'm not following you around. All this other thing. Uh, at least he kind of put the, the – the law down that what he was going to and not going to do. Um, do you like that approach, Jay? Do you feel that that was the right approach to start this so this whole thing off for them? Yes and no. Um, and here's why. You know, when if I'm John Morant and I got a man like Derrick Rose on my team, I'm picking his brain. Like, no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. this is, that's the best resource for a guy like John Morant that you can ever have. Now, one thing that Derrick Rose mm-hmm. didn't mention that he hit the nail on the head was um, him and De- uh, D. Rose and John Morant both have a very similar um, uh, play style. Um, they play above the rim. They play really aggressive. They play really athletic. Uh, he also did give uh, John his uh, flowers and saying that, well, hey, man, you're on a whole different level, which I really don't believe. I believe that in his prime, D. Rose was way better than John Morant, but, hey, you know, that's just my personal opinion. However, I will say this. It is in, it is imperative, and I mean imperative, that D. Rose carries John Morant under his wing as much as possible because you got to think about this, man. D. Rose' prime was short-lived, literally just due to injury, right? So, I mean, you're talking about a guy – who, quite frankly, should just now just be coming out of his prime, if not still playing in his prime, and still he has a positive impact on the NBA as a broad. Everybody loves D. Rose, from you know the from the NBA from the players to the coaches to the GM. This is a guy who wreaks positivity. So for a guy like him, you have to mentor a guy like Ja Morant, especially considering the track record that Ja has. I don't believe Ja is a bad kid. I believe he's a great kid. I just believe he's just like every other young 20-year-old, you know, like doing it for the, doing it for the gram, doing it for the clout. And there's a guy like D. Rose who kind of plays low-key. It's kind of for guys like him to get these guys back on track. So I hope that D. Rose does take John on his wing and does coach him, like, as a coach on the court. I believe that's why he was brought to uh, Memphis to begin with. And I believe mm-hmm. that if he does that, you're going to see a resurgence in John Morant. You're going to see a MVP caliber player out of John Morant. You're going to see a 25-point uh, score in John Morant. And then you're going to see a newly found leader out of John Morant. I'm a, I'm a- 
ask you one more question, because I don't keep up with this. I want to ask you something about Derrick Rose real quick, then I'm going to ask Mario about a question about this, and I'm going to let you uh, throw out a topic real quick before we get you out of here, because I know I told you about 20 minutes. I don't want to hold you up. Um, what's changed with Derrick Rose? It seemed like in the beginning of his career, especially after the MVP season, he couldn't stay healthy. What has changed with Derrick Rose that seems that he stays healthier now in his later years um, versus when he first came to the NBA? Uh, so that's one of the things that you OG cats teach me all the time, man. It's called maturity, and it's called knowing your body. And what I mean by that is, and, you know, <laughs> I had the luxury of actually watching – I've actually I've had the luxury of watching Derrick Rose play live, you know, during his uh, year and a half in Detroit. And when I tell you mm-hmm. it's a different style of basketball but still aggressive – it's one of those things to where you still see D. Rose for who he is, but you understand mm-hmm. this isn't I'm going to dunk on you, Derrick Rose. This is I'm going to break mm-hmm. you down with the dribble. I'm going to get into an open man. I'm going to get that wide open lane to the basket. And that's how he's been able to prolong his career. Let's not also forget that he learned how to shoot that jumper. He learned how to create mm-hmm. with that three-point ball. You saw that when he was playing in Minnesota right before he even came to Detroit. That's the type of Derrick mm-hmm. Rose that was able to prolong his career, and I think it's the smartest thing for, that a man like him could ever do. I mean, quite frankly, he doesn't have an ACL, MCL almost anymore. So what you know, point is it for him to try to go back? And I mean, it's true. Yeah. What, is the point, it is, what point would it be for him to try to go back and prove that he's the same old athletic he rose as opposed to refining his game? You've seen this happen with play, NBA players many times over the league. I'll throw out a couple of names for you. Ray Allen, he was able to prolong his career like that. Brooke Lopez, he was able to prolong his career the exact same way. I'll take it even a step further for a lot of um, cats who, you know, just, you know, wasn't around like, or like, like truly like saw the game uh, as it was like during that time. You even had guys like Michael Jordan who was able to advance his game after that first retirement to pick up that mid-range jumper, that expanded him into an extra retirement that he was able to produce from. Even Kobe Bryant was able to kind of, like, pick up and advance his game to uh, quake for about 20 years. Hell, even, excuse my French, but even LeBron has had to do it. We all have to do it. It's just how smart are you at remembering that, hey, you're not going to beat father time. And with a guy like D. Rose, you're also not going to meet the many injuries. Let me go ahead and actually rebat my game and get me to a point to where I can last another five, ten years in the league. Now, did Al Horford, since you threw him out there earlier, did he, did he do the Horford. same thing? Is it, yeah. He, he <laughs> re, readjusted his so he could play until he was uh, uh, hits 100 now? Uh, <laughs> Mario, uh, do you, Mario, do you think Derrick Rose is going to change John Morant's lifestyle? Like, do you, do you think – him being there, having a mentor that plays similar to his style, someone has been in the league, someone has been an MVP, all the acolytes, all the all the things that a lot of these players look up to him, even that play with him. Uh, do you think that's enough to help get John Moran to you know what? Maybe I need to cut this crap out. Maybe you know this dude right here, you know, was a big deal and injuries. I don't have the injuries. He had the injuries, so once was a big deal. He's a pretty good deal now, but Derrick Rose is not the same Derrick Rose from the Chicago Bulls at first. Um, so I, I don't think he's away from Derrick Rose, but it's not the same Derrick Rose And when he won that MVP. Do you think it changes anything for what Morant does and how he takes this next season? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Just because – 
we already know what to expect coming out of D Rose. He's gonna he's gonna teach, he's gonna motivate, he's gonna lead by example and just in my opinion, you know what I mean, just from uh his history. You know, he got a good he definitely got a good story to tell. Uh Ja, you know, as far as his climb, his uh his ups and downs and uh the lessons that he's learned. So ain't nothing like listening to a player like that that you really do respect and you have a great respect for He's going to listen. But I, I also do think Ja Morant, he can't take no more L's. You understand what I'm saying? He can't I, I, He can't really take no more L's. You know what I mean? Doing nothing crazy out the way, you know, he, uh, he really can't afford it. So if he's a smart man, which I think he is, you know, not saying he should be listening to what other people think or he should live his life, you know, that's all cool and dandy. But at the same time, you know, you're messing, you're messing up the bottom line. You know what I mean? The bottom line is the NBA. The bottom line is is the team that he plays for. You understand what I'm saying? So he definitely got a lot to learn. But I think Derrick Rose is there to really help him out and to lead him, you know. So uh, it's a good pickup, honestly. Two things for you, Jay. One, same question. Do you think it changes anything? And then two, anything you want to throw out there before we let you go? Now, are you asking if it changes, like, with uh, D. Rose being on the team, if it changes anything for Josh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, do you think um, he cleans like up those... his act? Does he clean up his act? Does he those kind of things? Is that kind of the reason why they had to bring him, uh, Derek Rose, in because of the suspension? Does you think this is going to help clean up his act? Do you think Jobs will become more focused on being the basketball player he should be versus worried about being having the gang life or the sh- stupid stuff that he'd be doing with the guns and the strip clubs and everything else? Well, paraphrase of Mario, he had damn better. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it's true. You know, here's the thing. Um, you know, we got to say it up here. You're not that guy, pal, and that's just what it is. Like, you, you're not you're not a thug. You're not a gangster. Um, you, you don't have that level of street cred, brother. And what better person, honestly, seriously, what better person to express that to John Morant other than Derrick Rose? We people, yeah. like, we forget, you know, Derrick Rose is from West Side, Chicago. You know, that's. Mm-hmm. That's Chirac. You know, that's that's the yeah. real hood. You know, and D. Rose can tell him all about all the stories you want to hear about how it how it was for him coming up and, you know, like what the real hood really looks like. Yeah. I want to see a John Morant who's focused on the game of basketball, point blank, period. Because I feel that a John Morant who is focused on the game of basketball and doesn't care what nobody thinks is the most dominant point guard in the league, and you heard it here. And that's not including a Dame or a Steph Curry. I'm talking about an up-and-coming guy who will dunk on you at moment's notice. That's the John Morant I need to see, and the only way you see that is if he gets all of that nonsense completely out of his head. I think Derrick Rose coming to Memphis was designed specifically to show that, and then also having a guy like Marcus Smart kind of also helps with that additional coaching. People forget, we forget, mm-hmm. Marcus Smart is also there as well. So you've got two yeah. real mentors that you can actually pick up off of to learn from and honestly to allow you to play your game as is. We all know this is John Moran's team. It's now a put-up and shut-up season for him. Um, any, other, any topics that you want to throw out there or any topic you want to throw out there before we get you out of here? I was just talking to my boys, so check this out, man. This season is probably going – not probably, I'll take that back. Um, this season is going to be the most spectacular season that we've seen in the NBA from 
now through like 2008. And the reason why I say that, you got a stacked playoffs in the Western Conference. Um, you know, we always talk, you know, on, you know, who's going to go. I think last year, if you guys remember, you know, Phoenix was my squad. Um, I'm a Golden State guy. I'm a Phoenix guy. I'm an LEC guy. I'm a Denver guy. I'm so excited to see that. My biggest interest right now is my hometown Detroit Pistons, baby. Um, so much so, man, I'm actually going through our open practice um, on October the 15th. Um, to kind of uh, get and mix and mingle with those guys. I'm actually looking to uh, mix, uh, mix up with um, um, Q Khalil, who's actually one of the uh, beat writers for um, for one of the uh, Detroit Pistons podcasts um, in Michigan. So I'm trying to get some uh, uh, get some um, um, some uh, play time with him to kind of talk chop. I'm so excited for this season, man. I can't wait for tip-off. Most definitely. I'm uh, looking forward to that. Jay, I want to thank you for coming on, as always. Um, those that don't know Jay, Jay's been – I'm going to say with us. I'm going to use that word. I don't know if you feel that you've been with us, but Jay's been with us for like 10 years at this point. Uh, Day one, baby. Used to be, <laughs> used to be on all the time. Um, life's taking him one way. Life's taking us another way. But he's been on – I'd say a handful of times over this last uh, season, so looking forward to uh, getting you back in the studio. Um, like I said, I'll shoot you a text after. We'll see about getting you back in a couple weeks, talk another 20 minutes. Um, I like every few weeks maybe we can get you on as we lead up to the season and things that happen. Also, one more thing. We're getting closer and closer to that game. I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing two undefeated teams match up in the shoe. And uh, hopefully our book has come out on top. You, <laughs> yeah, but you ain't talking about uh, UFM Ohio State. Go blue, baby. You know what it is. <laughs> Jack, appreciate you. I'll shoot you a text. You have a great night. You too. Good to see you, fellas. All right. All right. That Jay Spearman, NBA uh, expert, been with the 110 for a uh, good about 10 years. Always love having him on the show. Um, I miss the days that we had him every week. Um, but, uh, you know, life takes you where you got to go and got things you got to do. So um, mm-hmm. that's why we want to continue to grow. This is why and, and, and I didn't plan this, and I don't want to use this as a way to kind of slide this in there. But I'm going to slide this in there. Especially for those that listen to the show. I don't care if you caught this on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, BTR, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Podchasers, Geo Stavion. I know I'm missing one or two other ones. We're pretty much everywhere. I don't care which one you caught on there. Um, if you enjoy content like this and having Jay on and enjoyed that 25-minute segment, I need you guys to go over to YouTube and subscribe. The reason I say this, and it costs you nothing, all you got to do is go to YouTube and then look up the 110 Nation or just go to the 110 Nation SportsRadioNetwork.com. Bottom, one from the bottom tab, the bottom tab is Amazon. The one above that is the YouTube tab. Click it. It'll take you straight to our YouTube channel and subscribe. The reason I, reason I want to throw this in there is if we can uh, get to a point that we can monetize it, we can use that to help hire staff so I, we can afford to have people stay with us versus having to go and do their own thing and worry about bills and everything else. So it's, this is why it's important and why I definitely push my hardest on the YouTube channel. It is growing 
I can't tell you how phenomenal it is growing. Um, our, our subscribers are up phenomenal amount from when we started pushing it about six months ago. Our views, our likes, our shares, everything, I can break down. I tell you, I can I, the, 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 the knowledge we can have of, and the analytics is phenomenal. Like, I can tell you from 6 to 9, that's when I need to post. I learned that this week. From 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. is the, the hottest three hours on our net, our, our YouTube channel, and that's where we need to publish our videos and stuff. There's, I'm still learning to help improve it. But if you're listening, I don't care where you catch the show, if you're listening to the show, do us a favor. Find the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network on the YouTube platform. Go subscribe. It don't cost you anything. I'm not even asking you as much as I would appreciate you listening to shows and watching all the videos and everything. I'm not even asking you to do that. I'm just asking you to go over there and subscribe so we can build our our YouTube channel to a point that we can monetize um, and getting marketing partners, advertisers, and monetize on top of that so we can bring um, more of a staff on, upgrades, and all the other things. So make sure you guys go do that for us. Mario, this is the time. This is probably one of my favorite times of the week. Um, Time for the NFL. It's time to talk football. Right. Um, like like I said before, we got Jay on. I went eleven to five. You went ten to six. I'm up three games on you. It's a close season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what week five brings. Uh, before I get into our picks, Zach Wilson is the first. This is a, this is probably the most insane stat we'll have this year. Zach Wilson is the first opposing quarterback to outperform Patrick Mahomes in college or NFL. He had more completions, more yards, more touchdowns, and it was something else that he had. Even though the Jets lost, by all statistical purposes, Zach Wilson outperformed Patrick Mahomes. That's insane to me. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that was actually totally a pretty agree. close game, too. <laughs> Crazy yeah, enough. Right. It was really, yeah. It was <laughs> um, Picks-wise, this, this week, um, I'm not going to go over all the wins, but I will go over, over our losses, kind of just talk about what losses we had. You picked um, your first loss was Miami. Um, Buffalo, I had them. The next wa- the first loss I had was Chicago. You had Denver. They showed up, beat the Bears. Really, anybody just get on the field, I guess, against the Bears is, uh, to win these days. Uh, we both uh-huh. lost the Browns. I did not realize until Sunday morning that the Browns had absolutely, positively, none, zelch, not a playing for a backup quarterback if Deshaun Watson ever got hurt. And that was yeah. obvious as hell this week. They put, I don't know yeah. his whole name, but they call him DTR. They put, he's a fifth-round yeah. rookie quarterback. They put him in this week. That was, we had Josh Dobbs. We didn't hold on to him. Last year we had Jacoby Brissett. I wish we would have held on to. We do not have a solid backup at all, or really a backup at all. That was horrible to watch. Uh, first of all, that offensive line didn't help any. Uh, what was what's considered one of the best offensive line had DTR on his back half the day, and then the other half mm-hmm. the day when he was throwing the ball, I don't. I he barely got it to anybody. The throws were wide left, wide 
wide right short too high all over the place that was oh god that was the worst game that i've probably watched in a long time when it came to the cleveland browns um i had no idea well nobody had an idea until sunday morning that watson um, was not going to play um, with the right shoulder injury i there's a lot of browns fans out upset about there oh he was supposed to play he decided to sit I know the hit. When I saw the replay, because uh, when they announced the Sunday that he was not playing, I had a, I had a, I, shit, I got on, started Googling everything. I was like, are you serious? Like, what did I miss? Then I happened to catch yeah. a segment on somebody where it showed where he hurt his shoulder when he was down towards the goal, and Deshaun ran the ball, and he took a hit. Like, during the game, I was like, damn, that's a hard hit. But he got up. It didn't seem like it bothered him that much. It bothered him a little bit. And I was like, all right, maybe it looked worse than what it was. He continues the game. But come to find out, it was as bad as that hit looked. He tried all week. Um, they rested him. Didn't have him throw anything, hoping that by Sunday morning he'd be ready to go. Decided Monday, uh, Sunday morning that he was not ready. He said that he was not going to play. Um, it being a division rival, and the importance of the game, one side to me wishes that he would have played, but the other side looks at it as we're only four freaking weeks into the season. we got to buy next week. So basically, basically he's going to get almost a three-week stretch off from when he won against uh, Tennessee last Sunday or the Sunday before, all the way until yeah. not this coming up Sunday, but the following Sunday. So he gets a chance to recover. Um, Browns fans that are pissed that Deshaun Watson didn't play, you need to get over yourself. Um, really, the only part that you should really be pissed about is the fact that the Browns had no game plan on a backup quarterback. Outside of that, I would rather, even though it's a divisional game, a home game, and an important game, I would rather him not play week four and have essentially three weeks to get ready for week would be we going five, six, or week seven. I would rather him be ready for that in the rest of the season than if played and it either got worse, it becomes a nagging injury, it comes to be a reoccurring injury, whatever the case. So I like the fact that he's like, look, I, I need the game off. We got another chance at him. We got 13 more games to go. So two mm-hmm. and two, we're at 500. It's like the season didn't even begin. Like I said, Brown fans, get over it. It's not the end of the world. Once again, if you really want to be pissed about something, be pissed at the organization and no game plan on who was going to be behind Deshaun Watson if something happened. Uh, we both got Cincinnati wrong. Watching first things first, statistically, Joe Burrow is the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. Has not thrown a quarter, uh, touchdown in two games. And Zach Taylor said that he will be playing against Arizona next week. Um, and I think they got to buy after that. I don't necessarily agree with his situation. Um, I think he probably, especially against Arizona, you, you're telling me your backup quarterback is so bad that you couldn't muster up a win against one of the other worst teams in the NFL. I'm going to say they are the worst, but because well, they did beat uh, the Cowboys. But the odds of Arizona um, putting up multiple good games, especially with a backup quarterback and that whole organization of misfits, you probably could put your backup quarterback in and win again. He might even perform better because mm-hmm. Burrow's not thrown touchdown two games, statistically the worst quarterback in the NFL. It don't get much worse. 
And that was an argument on, well, it could get worse. What's worse than your, your – if you're already losing, what's worse? Like, yeah. why not take another L if you got to and let Burrow rest and recover? Because obviously going into the season, he was not ready. Um, you, you try to put it together, and then you play Browns right out the gate, and the Browns just um, didn't help your injury situation because you spent half the day on your back. Um, not, not a good thing. Uh, the next game we both got wrong was New Orleans. Oh, my God, Baker Mayfield all of a sudden decided yeah, to play no. football again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we both got that game right. Um, you got Carolina wrong. Uh, that's yeah. and that's what got me this week. Well, if I'd have known Deshaun Watson wasn't playing, I would have picked Baltimore. I have no problem with picks against my team. Um, I think you have a little harder time picking against your team. I have no problem. Yeah. Most of the time, last year or the year before, I didn't even pick my team at all. Uh, so there's been many years I don't think I've picked them a single week. Uh, but uh, like I said, if, if I'd have known if this wouldn't have been a game time decision, I sure in the hell wouldn't have picked the Browns. Um, Next game, we both got the Steelers wrong. I think the Steelers we saw this last weekend was kind of what we thought we was going to see all season. So I think it kind of caught us off guard um, that we didn't see, uh, that we saw what we thought we were going to see all year versus what we'd seen the last couple weeks um, as they took a a pretty bad loss to the Houston Texans. Um, Chargers, you got right. Both got Dallas right. Ford Nines right. Okay, we got the rest of the games right. All right, so – Anything, and I'm going to try to look over in case you talk about anything, anything from last week before we get into the new picks that sticks out to you, you want to talk about, uh, worth a mention, anything you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, when is Carolina going to get their first win? (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. When are they going to get their first win? I don't know about that, but let me look to see when their buy is, and I will tell you the first week they won't lose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I should be I should be me. I've lived this life for so long being a Browns fan. Um, and I, I, I guess if I had to ever pull for a second team, no, I couldn't do it. I know back when <laughs> the Browns left, the, when the Browns left, back in 95, um, and they expanded, and um, you had, uh, yeah, and they expanded, and you brought in Carolina, and you brought in Jacksonville. Once the Browns left, that was the team I went to cheer for. We had, you guys had Terry Collins, um, and you had that squad. Um, I'm not going to say I was a fan, but that's the team that I would pull for. I didn't know a lot about the team, didn't care to know a lot about the team. Um, It took me until we got our team back to get over the fact that I lost my team. Um, so I, I just gave me somebody to at least pull for and until we returned. I knew that was always a possibility. That's why we kept our name. It was always in the discussion. Um, I don't think there was ever a doubt we was going to get a team back. Um, so that was who I pulled for. But, uh, yeah, feel you, feel for you. I, and I don't think it's going to be this week, not against – Detroit and Detroit. So uh, it's probably going to be a long season for you. Uh, do you think Bryce Young's going to make it there? Say what? Do you think Bryce Young's going to make it there? Uh, he really got an uphill battle. You know, even even the coaching staff. With the experience of the coaching staff, they got all these experienced head coaches, uh, gurus, and 
and things where they, I feel like they can't get things right. And I feel like it really is hurting Bryce Young. It's because they can't get the ball down the field. They can't, you know what I mean? It's all good just to run slant. But you can't run slant. You can't run just five-yard slants all day long in bubble screens. Or screen, you know what I mean? It, it just, it just where it just, it, it just wears your team down. Bear. You know what I mean? Oh my bear, Pedro! Yeah. Oh my bear, we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have a lot of people running? I, I know that I. You know this as well as your friends with me on Facebook. I have a lot of people that I'm friends with, and I'll, I'll consider them friends from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that. Haven't listened to the show for a long time. Four years ago, I moved back from North Carolina. For those who have listened to the show, you've been through the whole – you've been there through the whole ride. There's multiple times that I moved in North Carolina. The show started in North Carolina. I moved back to Dayton, Ohio four years ago. Um, I feel that I was a pretty well-known person in the town that Mario mm-hmm. and I met myself. Everybody knew who I was in that town. I'm going to tell you I was the most popular person or I was friends with everybody, but everybody knew who Jason was, um, the, the Circle K manager in Spring Lake. Um, so I'm still friends with quite a few people. I, I talk to some of them still here and there, message some, comment some. Um, I know Jimmy Britt. I don't know if you're friends with him. Um, I know he's got a Bryce Young jersey. I know i got a couple other friends that have, Bryce Young jerseys are there. One, is there a lot of people um, wearing Bryce or have Bryce Young jerseys? And no. two, uh, no. Um, and and, and see, that's, that's, that's a, jerseys, and then we'll get into the picks. Jerseys are a tough thing for me. Like, mm. I know this is what you do. Like, Carolina Sports Plus jerseys, NFL merchandise, that's what you do. Jerseys yeah. are a hard thing for me. Um, and, mm. and the reason is, I don't traditionally, most of the time, never before, still on the fence contemplating, have had a favorite player when it comes to the NFL or any sport. I am a yeah. fan of the team. I am a Cleveland Browns, mm. a Cleveland Browns fan. So, if prime example, I'm a, a Cavalier fan. So, LeBron's there. All right, I'll cheer for LeBron. I'm a fan of LeBron. LeBron leaves, I could care if he ever wins a game again. That's how I am mm-hmm. with my teams and any player. So jerseys are a hard thing for me because that kind of makes me insinuate or kind of paint this picture that that's my player, that's my fan, or that, uh, that's my favorite player, yeah. or that's who. Yeah. And that's not the deal for me. So jerseys are hard for me because – now, I have a Nick Chubb, and that's probably the closest thing to a favorite player that I have. Sure. Um, the issue is, and I hope this is never comes to reality, is if the Browns don't re-sign him, trade him, or he decides to go somewhere else, I don't think I would still be a Chubb fan um, yeah. because I'm a Browns fan. So. That's where my difficulties with jerseys come into. I will wear Cleveland Brown stuff. Hey, don't get me wrong. I got, I got a Braylon Edwards. I think I caught it on sale. It's the only reason I have a Braylon Edwards. I haven't. I used to. I don't still have it. I have an old Andre Risen Browns uh, jersey. I had. I was. I was real big on what's his face, the big white dude, muscle bound. Um, just had one of his kids. I think he got hurt trying to save one of his kids in the pool. I can't. Peyton Hillis. 
Um, I have one of his jerseys. Um, that's just because he was just a big, beastie dude I like. Um, I think I have I have a, a Trent Richardson. That's just because I don't know why. <laughs> that was such a bust of a pick for us out of Alabama. I just think everybody thought he was going to be a big deal, so I got his jersey and ended up being a bust. And I actually got uh, deplete, deplete, I don't know how you say, number 22, one of our uh, safeties or cornerbacks, one of our best players on our team. I do have his jersey as well. I had gotten that at a flea market. Uh, I'm trying to think of the top of my head looking over. Oh, I got a Brady Quinn jersey. I know it was another one. Um, I don't even know why I got the Brady Quinn jersey other than maybe the fact that I worked in Chapel Hill when UNC beat Notre Dame. Because like I said, I've never been a Notre Dame fan. I can remember when I – I can remember it was probably around 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in that ballpark. I, and now we're going to get in our picks after I do this real quick. I can remember yeah. – I don't know how familiar you are with Chapel Hill, but I used to work – the first place I worked at in Chapel Hill was a bouncer. I worked at the corner of Rosemary and Henderson. Um when you came into Chapel Hill, it was like the first road on the right-hand side um, across from the university. You went down a little bit, and you hit another stop sign. It was a place on the right called PT's. And I worked for him when the Tar Heels won the championship basketball. It was when Ty Lawson and um, uh, Hans Hansborough was all there and all them. Um, yeah. I remember the night very specifically that UNC beat Notre Dame. And the reason this night sticks out in my head is because this was the first night that I actually at this particular club or any club, because I had always worked with my best friend who owned the security company that got me on there. He, I had never worked without him. Like I hadn't been with him that long, but I'd always, I'd done the door sometimes. I say door, but this particular place had an actual brick and metal gate and wall outside. So you had to kind of walk through this gateway, and that's where we stood to collect um, entry fee. It was like $3 a head. And the reason I remember that is he's like, look, capacity is like 201. He said, but you could just let people in, just kind of let them in, kind of just let them in. Um, shouldn't have no issues. UNC won that game. UNC was probably not supposed to win that game. It was a big deal that UNC won that game. And all of a sudden, UNC, or uh, Chapel Hill, is insanely busy. And I'm I'm letting people in. I'm letting people in. I'm letting people in. I'm letting people in. I'm still letting people in. And next thing you know, now this club was not the smallest. It wasn't big, but it wasn't the smallest place. And they had an outdoor patio area. And it was so freaking crowded that it got to a point that when I would collect people's $3, I would have to kind of push them in through the gateway because there was no longer anywhere to stand, walk, move, anything. I tell you what, I don't think there was ever a day they made more money at that door because I lit everybody in. Uh, so it was so insane that night. People trying to come in. Every, I'm, trying, I'm trying to run security. I'm trying to make sure that nobody's doing anything they're not supposed to be doing, collect the money, and keep people from trying to jump over the gate to get in because nobody wanted to stand in a line or try to go through the madness at the front gate that essentially was through the whole building and place because there were so many people out that night. But anyway, um, I could go with stories on end about Chapel Hill, UNC, 
in my five or six years of bouncing there. It was one of the best times of my life and insanely crazy and fun. Um, week five. Let's get into some picks. Let's get this party started. Um, Thursday night. God, this Thursday night game's going to suck. Um, <laughs> not to repeat about it, but we got Chicago, the 0-4 Chicago Bears, making their way to Washington to play what's probably not a good 2-2 Washington team, but a 2-2 Washington team. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I say this game is going to suck, I don't think it's going to be a fun game or good game to watch other than it might be close. Um, I'm not expecting a lot out of either of these teams. I'm not expecting a lot of points. Um, you know, I felt pretty confident when I was walking, walking into this whole game that <laughs> whoever it is the Bears are playing, I'm obviously not going to pick the Bears. But this is the Commanders. Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna probably regret this, and I'm gonna probably be pissed. And I'm gonna start off the week 0 and 1. But Washington's at home. They have won a couple games. They're a little, they're a little bit, they're a little further along in this whole process of becoming a good team than the Bears are. I'm gonna take the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and ride that train with you. I thought the same thing. Uh, they they are a better built team, got a little bit more positive going on, but I'm coach going better. Commanders as well. Yeah, coach coach better. Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm going that way too. Uh, we get the blessing and opportunity to actually wake up and watch football Sunday as Jacksonville and Buffalo make their way over to London. Um, before we make our picks, what's your thoughts on those games, like the London game? Are you a fan of the London games? Uh, do you think that the NFL should put the players through traveling time zones to play that game, turn around and come back, switch time zones, the whole mess of yeah. everybody getting loaded up on planes, the possibility yeah. of losing things, all that stuff. Do you think it's that big of a deal? Is it really that important? Is it really change much? What's your thoughts on it? No, no. I, go ahead and pack your bags up, get your passport, and go great. Go see the great <laughs> things that uh, overseas can do for you while you get paid doing it. You understand know what I'm saying? It definitely helps As, the brand out, you know. That part of it, I agree with you 100%. Like, if I was a football player, I'm making millions of dollars. I'm living life. How about I see the world while I'm living life? Let me go experience one day. Yeah. Let me go see England. Let me go see... I would love mm-hmm. to go. I'd love to see these old castles and churches and everything else, all that over there. But when it comes to the organization part of it, the whole team, I mean, that's a lot of people that you got to get on a plane to go all the way across the world, not just next to yeah. a couple states over, which still quite a bit, but it's not – you're talking a lot of people on a plane for a lot of hours. I flew on a plane. I went to Bosnia. I had to stop. Uh, we stopped in Ireland, Scotland, somewhere. I forget where. We did an hour layover. And then I flew into uh, Germany. And then from Germany, I think we stayed the night there. Then I want to say we caught another flight. We flew into, well, I know we did. I, we flew into Tazar, Hungary is where we landed. And for those of you who don't know, I a combination between Tazar or uh, Hungary, Croatia, and Bosnia. I was there for about a year. Or uh, it wasn't about a year. It was a year. 
Um, so I know what it's like on the military aspect of it. I know what it's like to try to get – you're talking at least 100 people. Um, you're looking at 53 players, and then you're not talking about the coaches and the medical staff and all the other support that you got going on and, and everything else. You know, I guarantee you're probably looking more like 150 people, plus everybody's equipment and everything else. That just – like I said, from the player side, I agree with you 100%. That the lifetime, you don't – well, I'm not going to say you won't get that opportunity. You're worth millions. So you, once you retire, you can do what you want to do, and you've got the money to do it. But you might as well do it on the NFL's dollar. Um, but from the organization, like the foot, the teams – and when I say organization, like the Chiefs – well, for this instance, Buffalo and Jacksonville, I can't imagine what the, the headache it is to get everybody on the same sheet of music, to get everybody to either the airport that you're flying out of, even as a personal uh, plane, which I'm assuming it's their plane, or even a commercial flight, everybody on time, traffic, luggage, equipment. I just can't imagine it. I wouldn't even want to imagine it. But we got Jacksonville, and I almost said at Buffalo, at London, Buffalo gets credit for the home game, which I don't like how you lose a home game when you travel like that. I'm not a big fan of that as well. Um, but Buffalo, quote-unquote, home team, your first this round, who are you going with? I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Buffalo. I am 100% behind you on that one. Um, I think Buffalo got that loss out of the way. That way there's no pressure. I'm not saying they did it intentionally, but now there's no pressure. Oh, undefeated, because that was conversations with me going into the year with Dallas and Kansas. Oh, is this going to be undefeated? No. So you got the loss out the way. That, that whole conversation's already killed you. You ain't got to worry about it. There ain't no pressure on it. I think you figured some things out. I think you guys worked on some things. You're now 3-1. and one. Um, Jacksonville's still working on uh, – um, Jacksonville's still working things out. I don't think Jacksonville is still where they were as we finished last year. Um, I think Jacksonville will continue to tweak things. I think Jacksonville will look more like last year, especially the later part of the season of playoff Jacksonville, as we get closer to the end of the season as well than we did than, than where, where we're at right now. I just think they got things to work out. I just think that you came off a high of what you guys did last year. You kind of rolled into this year like you thought you would do the same thing, and teams made a lot of adjustments. You, you, know, you figure Indianapolis has got a new uh, quarterback. Houston's got a new quarterback. Um, so you know, there's a lot of things that changed in, in the South, just the South alone. Um, so I think Jacksonville – like I said, get to the end of the season or latter part of the season. I think we'll see the Jacksonville we saw last year. I think Buffalo, I, I, I think all roads still go through Kansas City. But I think that our road, I think I put Buffalo-Kansas City in that championship game. Um, so would not be anything that surprises me. Um, I think Buffalo, Buffalo starts rolling, and I think Buffalo's going to dominate for a while, at least the East. But I think um, they're looking real good out there in the AFC again. Um, Houston and Atlanta. You know, there was a lot of talks whether or not Atlanta should have went with C.J. Stroud. Um, instead, they went a different direction, and I don't think a lot of people are happy in Atlanta right now. Um, they're 2-2. Two and two. 
according to two and two teams, it's not like they just can't win games. They're just not impressive. They're not. They're not the Atlanta Falcons we've watched for many years at this point. Um, not the high scoring with Rowdy White and Julio uh, Jones and Gonzalez and Matt Ryan. Um, the Dirty Birds that won a championship. That's not that Atlanta Falcons right now. We're an Atlanta Falcons that is trying to figure out how to rebuild themselves. I think that they got a lot of work to do. I don't think this quarterback situation is going to work. I, I think eventually we will see Carolina, or not Carolina, well, probably Carolina too, but Atlanta move on to another another situation behind center. Um, Houston, man, it is hard to pick Houston <laughs> because yeah, no. even though they're two no. and two, they won the game. They looked good against Pittsburgh. I guess it's the lack of what I talked about earlier. There's no, like, there's no flashiness. There's no, there's nothing sticks out. Like, if I wouldn't look at the record earlier, I wouldn't assumed that they were two and two. I'd assume they're zero and four. Like, yeah, you just don't. There's not a lot of talk other than the stats we threw out about C.J. Stroud, and those came out this week. There's not a lot of talk about Houston. There's not a lot of talk about anything to do with that whole organization. And so I'm kind of in this limbo because it's this team that just kind of quietly just kind of just there. Like it's they're not being blown out, so it's like even their losses are not bad losses. Um, it just <sighs> – I don't know. It's hard to describe my feelings about Houston right now, um, or even C.J. Stroud is, is doing something that nobody else has done, and second in passing yards with 1,200 yards in the first four games as a rookie, a rookie that a lot of people weren't betting on. is very, very impressive. I did not see that coming, and I am a, a Buckeye. I, 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 I said at some point, I think it was this – NFL season, but at some point since he announced he was going to go to the draft, I felt that he should stay another year. I should. I, I hate the fact that quarterbacks come in, do one year, and they think they're NFL ready. I don't think any of them are ever NFL ready after one season. I think that all these college quarterbacks need to two or three good years at least. Um, you're, you're going to tell me that after one year of playing maybe two or three really good teams and then six or seven mediocre to sorry teams because there's so many college teams, um, you're going to tell me that now that qualifies you to go play in a league that has 32 teams of the best of the best that are faster, hit harder, no more, scheme better, everything. Are you telling me that? That's what you're – so I I already hate the one and done when it comes to quarterbacks. Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud, uh, seems like uh, there was someone else, uh, Cornell Jones, um, uh, J.T. Barrett. He might have made it two years, but I still think he left early. Seems like there's another name or two that I'm probably missing. I can't remember how long Troy Smith was there, but he ended up being a bust as well. Um, so I'm not I – hate, I hate when quarterbacks do that. But with that being said, even though it's nothing flashy, I mean, come on, Mario. 1,212 yards, uh, four or six touchdowns, I can't remember at this point. No interceptions through the four, I think six touchdowns, through the first four games. That's that's phenomenal. Nothing, nobody's ever done. Yeah. Um, so I kind of – Kind of been going back and forth as I've been trying to give myself a little more time to think about it. Um, I'm not, no, I'm I, 
bag. You probably figured. I, I'm gonna go Houston. Oh, I'm gonna go Houston. Go, <laughs> go this, 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 this could, this could be the game I catch up, but it could be a game I lose. But I'm going Houston too, though. You're first on this one. We'll see. I watch a couple different. Um, I should watch a good handful to two handfuls of different uh, stock either shows or podcasters. Um, like I watch Bloomberg, so I, I won't say all of our podcasters and Bloomberg's a whole network of shows. But I, I spend half my day listening to sports. Well, I probably listen to about 25% of my day sports, 75% of my day listening to the market and financial stuff. Is, um, I, I am very intrigued with the market. I invest in the market. I'm in crypto and all that, and that stuff. All that stuff intrigues me. I am very numbers and stats and all that. That's why I love sports as much as I do. And that's also why I love the stock market and learning that and the, the trends and the, the moving averages and the, uh, the uh, VWAP and all this other stuff. And I know that means nothing to you, but um, – oh, I was trying to remember what I was going to say. One of my listeners, his name is um, King, Keenan. Um, Kenan Grace, I think is his last name. I, I drew a blank. It's Kenan Grace, yeah. He has this saying. He has, even has a shirt. It says, think with your, think with the charts, not with your heart. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to apply this to this game because I'm curious. Are you going to think with your heart or are you going to think with the chart? Yeah. So who do you have? Game, the Houston game? No, no Carolina, Detroit. Oh no! I'm going. I'm going. Oh, man, 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 man. You're like, no, I'm done with man. that one. No, you didn't pick that. Carolina might already be done with that one. We gotta make this pick. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, they just don't look he's good. Think. Man. Let, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to think with his heart. Go ahead. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. See what? I'm gonna go. Oh man. Oh man. I just don't I, – I would love to see it, though. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Uh, could be. Could this be the game? Is it, if, my, if my fellow Carolina fans listening, you know what I mean? But I'm going to go ahead and uh, – one of these games they got to win now. <laughs> one of them. You know, the funny thing is you say that. I've lived through an over 16 team. No, they don't have to win. As a matter of fact, I've lived through a 1 in 31 two year stretch. They don't always have to win. I'm going to go ahead and go Lions. I'm going to go Lions. You make this quick. Go Lions, man. You know, made me scry done. Wrote down Carolina and everything. I'm surprised. I thought you would think with your heart, not with the chart. Um, obviously, I'm going with Detroit. Um, Detroit's a good team. Uh, yeah, they you don't are. get to say that often. Uh, mm. I wish they would have done this a long time ago, especially with Barry Sanders. Um, but Detroit's a good team. I like what they've done. Yeah, they are. Um, it makes the North interesting. I wish, honestly, I wish the Bears were, uh, I'd say better, but just could win a game. 
Um, I wish Minnesota was a traditional Minnesota team where they're a little bit above 500 instead of this one and three that we're looking at. And I honestly, I kind of wish Green Bay still had um, Rodgers so that they would be competitive because I think this is the first Lion team that if all four teams were actually playing like they normally do versus usually Detroit sucking and the other three teams being good, I think we could have an interesting, very interesting NFC North battle. Um, but unfortunately for the North, Detroit looks like they're about the only team that's really any good out there. So I think we're going to have our NFC North picks wrong. Um, but I think that's the only team out North um, that really looks any good out there. Uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis. Uh, Tennessee took a beat down from the Browns and turned around and put the same beat down on the Bengals. I think they'll put the same beat down in Indianapolis. I don't know if Richardson's going to be back. I think he's gotten out of that concussion protocol, uh, but I don't. It could be Minshew again. It could be uh, Richardson. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Tennessee, I think they slipped up against the Browns as great as I think my defense and my Browns are and how good they play. Tennessee is at least better than just scoring three points against the Brown team. Um, they're definitely better than the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to take uh, the Tennessee uh, Titans. Who you got? Yeah, I got the Tennessee Titans as well. Tennessee. All right, you're first on this go-around. It's probably an early, uh, easy pick as well. You got the Giants traveling to Miami. I'm going Miami. Yeah, I figure so. Um, I don't know what, what really to say with that up until last week. Everybody thought Miami was the best team in the NFL, of course. Of course, um, we try to extend this. If not, our live listeners are not going to be able to hear the rest of this. They had to catch on the replay. Um, I'm not sure if it extended it. Yeah, they extended it. All right. Um, up until last week, everybody thought Miami was the best team. Then Buffalo comes in. Now we're, we're, we're thinking Buffalo is the best team, which I don't, but some people do. Um, I, I, once again, I think everything goes through Kansas City, AFC. I think Kansas City is the best team. Um, looking down the line of teams, Buffalo may be your second best team, followed by Miami, Baltimore. Um, but Miami, obviously, is definitely better than the Gi- uh, Giants. Um, I think the relationship between coach and quarterback, Daniel Jones, I think that is deteriorating quickly. Um, yeah. Lip reading and hearing what you could hear from last week's game, I think it's going to get ugly quick there. Um, I don't know who's not going to be there next year, but I have a feeling if Giants and this relationship between the, especially the coach and the quarterback keep going the way they're going, somebody's gone the end of this season. So um, next one on the list is the New Orleans Saints, New England. Uh, this is going to be a good game, a tough game, close game, only due to home field advantage. Am I going with the New England Patriots? Neither team really impressed me. Neither team are horrible. They just don't impress me. Um, I just think at home, I think New England – We'll find a way to win this game. Let me go ahead and get a catch-up game in there. Let me go ahead and go. Uh, I'm going New Orleans one time. All right. Next one on the list is Baltimore in Pittsburgh. You are up first. I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Baltimore. 
as much as I hate both these teams, I really love watching these two play because the hatred, the fight, the uh, tempers are great. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, Red Zone pops this on quite a few times because I love watching these two go at it, hate each other, everything else. But I am on board with you. I am thinking be more over the Steelers. Um, I think what we said about the Steelers is 100% true. And um, we're seeing that Baltimore, um, honestly, I think, if Deshaun Watson is not hurt, we beat the Ravens. As ugly as it looked this weekend, we turned the ball over. Defense couldn't get to stay off the field because our quarterback, our backup quarterback, whatever the hell you want to call DTR, because I don't even know if I want to call him a quarterback at this point, um, constantly was three and outs or turning it over, and the defense seemed like they were on the field all the time. I think if you had Deshaun Watson in there, we were scoring. We were giving the defense the break that they needed. I think Baltimore loses the Browns win. Um, but um, that's not what happened. That's why there's any given Sunday. That's why they play the game, and that's why I picked the, the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Steelers. Um, so I think Steelers or Baltimore is a much better team. Um, I am first on this round, Philadelphia into Los Angeles against the Rams. Um, I think I think Philly continues their streak of being undefeated. I think both our undefeated teams will continue, and we'll get into the second one later, but I think both of our undefeated teams will continue the streak. I think uh, definitely in the NFC, these are the two best teams. Talk about the undefeated teams, and arguably the other team, Philadelphia and Kansas City are your top three teams in the entire NFL. I got Philadelphia over the Rams. I also got Philadelphia over the Rams. Next, you got Cincinnati at Arizona. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I think I'm first this time, so I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Cincinnati. Mm. We both went Cincinnati last week. We both quickly regretted it. We both know that Joe Burrow, or we all know that Joe Burrow is not healthy. Statistically, the worst quarterback in the NFL this year. Ain't throwing a touchdown in two weeks. And is not all of a sudden going to become healthy. Um, and on top of that, you travel to Arizona. I will say if I knew Burrow was healthy or there wasn't even a question whether or not he should be sad or not, I probably would lean in the same direction as you. But with all those things said, I think Arizona at home, who has a quarterback playing better than Joe Burrow. I'm not saying he's better than Joe Burrow. He's playing better than him. And a team that yeah. is hungry out there in the West, trying to get out of the bottom in a division that has Seattle, who's looking good, San Francisco, who's looking good. Um, I just don't – I don't think um, – or. I think that the Arizona Cardinals, um, and, of course, you got the Rams out there. I'm not saying they're looking good, but they ain't looking bad either. Uh, but I think Arizona uses this opportunity this weekend to even up with the Rams, try to catch up with the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. But at the end of the day, um, until Burrow gets healthy or at least healthier where he's at least able to throw a touchdown, I don't know if I can pick yeah. the Bengals anymore. Not that I really like taking them. I hate the Bengals. Um, 
and like I said, I hate 31 teams, but there are especially three teams I hate more than the rest of them. That's the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Um, I got to go with the Cardinals on this one. I cannot do until he gets healthy, or at least healthier. Um, the next one, wow, this is going to be a whole show. Um, and that is the New York Giants traveling to Denver to play the Denver Broncos, two teams that arguably are amongst the worst in the NFL. Get the face off Sunday afternoon. Uh, I, 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 I was going to say I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the same thing I did earlier and base it off who had home field advantage. I'm not even going to go to that level. You got a better coach in Denver. You got the better quarterback in Denver. Um, I'm not going to say they got the better defense or the better receivers. I'm going to place my bet in hopes that the better coach and quarterback win uh, and at home over the uh, Jets home said Giants. So I'm going to go with Denver. Yeah, I'm going. I'm also going Denver as well. All right, you're up next. Kansas City travels to Minnesota. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah. All roads go through Kansas City unless they play the Browns. I'm probably always going to pick Kansas City, and it even depends on that if I pick the Browns. Um, Sunday night, probably the game of the week. This is going to have your other undefeated team, and that is San Francisco, with Brock Purdy, who is yet to lose a regular season game, against the 49ers, who some people are projecting Dak Prescott to throw two interceptions this week. But we kind of saw a glimpse of the old Dak Prescott, the turnovers, the, the everything else. Um, not impressed with his play this last week. But with that being said and done, um, I really could care less about Dak Prescott or the rest of the 49ers, or I'm sorry, the rest of the Cowboys. I have the 49ers. I might even have the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. might have been who I picked. Um, I like what they're doing with the 49ers. I like the defense. I like the quarterback. Um, CM out there, I'm Christian McCaffrey, um, Debo, a lot of things going on the 49ers looking really good. Like I said, I, my big selling point on my pick on this is the fact that Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy's yet to lose a regular season game. That is so impressive. He played like half a season last year, and we're going into week five this year, and is yet to lose a regular season game. Uh, I like to see how long this run goes for Purdy. So, and it's not like I expect him to go undefeated this season, but I like to see how far this run goes. I'm not losing a regular season game. I got the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely leaning 49ers way too. I'm going 49ers. What they should have done is they should have flexed. And it should have shifted <laughs> most definitely. Well, I got mixed feelings about this. Let me feel, let's do our pick, then I'll say what I was going to say. Uh, you got the next, you got the first pick, Green Bay at Las Vegas. I'm going to go ahead and go Green Bay. You did pick the 49ers too, right? Or not even asking. Yeah. West Skipper, are you doing your pick? Yeah. No, I'll pick 49. Okay. So let me make sure. <laughs> I've been up for three guys, boy. Things are kind of blending together at this point. Um, freak. I'm going to go with the. It's not going to be a fun game to watch, but I think it's gonna, another one of those is going to be a close game. Like the Washington, um, the Washington Chicago game. Not a fun game to watch, but a close yeah. game. Ah, 
I got a feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shift it up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Raiders. All right. I'm gonna the Raiders. More of a home field. Um, I wish they would flex. What I mean by yeah. that is I wish they would switch the Sunday Monday game. I know it's easier to flex an early Sunday game for a late Sunday game versus a Sunday game to a Monday game, and that's why I said I wish they would because I know they're not going to. It was two different dates. Um, but I really wish – well, part of me – and this is why I stopped myself. Part of me wishes it was a Monday night game and it stood all alone, the 49ers, the Cowboys. The other part of me, I'm glad because it's Sunday so I can sleep in, catch a nap, still be able to be up late to watch this game and get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work versus if it was a Monday night game and I've already been up since 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and i got to get up the next day at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm not watching hardly any of the 49ers game. So part of me is glad it's still a Sunday night game because I can nap and playing around it. Um, but the other part of me wishes it was a Monday night game so it was a standalone game and how phenomenal that would be. All right, we only ran about yeah. 10 minutes over, so not too horribly yeah. bad. Um, we keep having shows and everything like this. Uh, we'll end up either splitting shows and, and doing two shows or uh, going to the two hours at this point. Um, I told you it was going to be – we had to cut all the BS out at the beginning. We had to get straight to the point because I knew it was going to be – it was going to be cramp-packed. Um, with that being said, Mario – Website, social media, let them know where you're going to be and what you got going on so we can get things wrapped up and get out of here. All right, all right. You can check us out at the Robinson County Fair. We'll be out here until Saturday. And you can like us on Facebook at Caroline Sports Plus. And you can find us online at carolinesportsplus.com. You can also find the 110 Nation at the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network.com. It's got our blog. It's got our videos. It's got our shows. It's got our schedule. It's got our marketing partner. It's also got a whole long line of tabs on the right-hand side of the page or underneath any video or blog that takes you to whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. If you listen it on um, – yeah, that means you're real loud all of a sudden. Um, if you listen to us on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, it don't matter what platform you listen to us on. We are on there. There's a tab. It'll take you to it. We'll follow us over there. Or if you just if you're catching this on a platform, or want to know how to catch it on a platform, all you gotta do is open your app, iHeartRadio or Spotify, search the 110 Nation or the 110 Nation Sports. I have looked them all up. I have found them on all of them, so I know it's that easy to find them. And then just follow us on there. Um, that way, it notifies you when there's shows. I say that, but I don't remember the last time either one of them notified me, but I don't have the actual Spotify or iHeartRadio app on my phone. Um, I, if I catch it on those, I usually just come and do it on my computer. Usually I listen through it through our YouTube channel, um, which brings me to that. Make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Um, help us continue to grow, be able to monetize so we can bring more of a staff, upgrades, and more shows. Um, one ten. Sports, Facebook, make sure you like us. Uh, Twitter, at 110 Nation. Instagram, the underscore 110 underscore nation. Uh, like I said, YouTube, the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Monday nights, the 110 Nation Sports, or the, the 110 Nation, 110 
There you go. I'm jacking up. The 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusive. Um, we sit down Mondays. We do an interview um, with different guests. And we had an opportunity, or we didn't, our guests didn't show Monday, um, but Chris and I had an opportunity to put on probably one of my favorite shows ever, um, 30 minutes of great talk, conversation, cutting up everything else. If you did not catch it, make sure you go back and catch that show. Um, it is also on every Monday night, 8 o'clock. You got Race Chat Live, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, Chris uh, Taz and Miss Lee, they recap the previous week in the sporting world. Then they get you guys ready for the upcoming weekend as uh, NASCAR travels to Charlotte for the Roval. Um, great show, 8 o'clock. Of course, you got the 110 Nation um, sports show, nine or 8 o'clock right here. And then Thursday nights, we got um, Safety to Success, Jared um, Hudson. Um, talks uh, safety and racing. He talks racing. He usually has about two guests on the show. Last week, I think there were, you know, I don't think I know. Both of them were race car drivers. The week before, there was a vendor. Um, it has to do with uh, food out of the track and uh, an, another driver. He's had track owners on there. He has promoters. Uh, phenomenal show. As a matter of fact, it is the highest uh, rated or most listened show on our network. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Um, like I said, all the shows are live, 8 o'clock, BTR, all this all after that. Once they're completed, all the shows get distributed to all the different platforms. So after that, you can catch all the shows that way. Um, if you're interested, join the 110 Nation. One, um, if you have a show and you're already doing it and you want to join our network um, to help get your show um, distributed out there and on our platforms to open up your audience and then help us to fill our platform or our network with more shows, or maybe you want to do a show. You've had an idea to do shows. You've tinkered, tinkered around with having a show. Maybe you've had a show in the past, or maybe you want to do a show, or maybe, you know, it's you've been guest on shows but has not had um, the the network or the knowledge or maybe the finances because all this that we do here on all these platforms, the websites, the hosting, everything we do, it gets to be rather expensive. Um, and you want to join our network and do your show on our network. Either way, hit me up, MrCJSports at gmail.com. Um, I will have videos coming out the rest of this week. I traveled to Gatlinburg Friday morning. Um, I'll be doing them over the weekend. I'll probably be doing some as the wife is driving down there. I think we're going to take an hour or two break where she takes over the driving so I can do that. But uh, next Wednesday night, right here one in the Carolina Sports Plus studio on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, the 110 Nation Sports Show. Until then.